0: Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. It is Friday, June 17th. It has been a, uh, let's just say, a roller coaster ride this week. And the question is, how can we end up the week? How will we end up the week? And we got that and more to talk to when Dave joins us here in just a few moments as we head to the end of earnings season. Uh, Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Schedule your core retirement design. With that, we got Dave coming up next. 5.7
1: Line FM. Good morning. Hello, Buenos Dias. It's 8.40 here. It's uh, 20 before 9. Well, they used to use leashes. These days we just have... We just draw blood flood by investing in Wall Street at the moment. It was not a fun day yesterday on Wall Street. Let's check in and see what's happening with you and your money with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. Philip, good morning. How do leeches sound in comparison to in comparison to equities this morning?
0: Man, I'm telling you, they uh bleeding red. I guess they're all bleeding. We Maybe we need some leeches to suck it up.
1: Uh, might just help in the process. Lordy, the table yesterday was not a fun one to set this morning. Dow was off by another 741 points yesterday. S&P was down 123. And you and I were both saying we hadn't done the math yet, but NASDAQ down another full 4%, down 453 points yesterday. It's got to be bumping its nose anyway on a 40% decline from its all-time high. And Lordy, if somebody got invested in growth stocks a year ago, they're looking at it today and going, "Holy crud! My whole year just went south on me."
0: Yeah, I just ran the S and P 500 numbers, and they're down uh, a little over 24 percent right now. So uh, where they closed up yesterday, so that's a that's a huge decline. We're not used to that, so it's really um, got people, you know, kind of wondering what's happening, what's going on, and. And, you know, we have been here before. It's just been a long time and we forget what it felt like.
1: And that's the thing. I mean, bear markets happen. Simple fact of life. Uh, They're unpleasant as all get out, and they're really inconvenient for people that are overinvested in equities when they're getting closer to a retirement time when they want to actually use that money. But the fact of the matter is, it's part of the sifting and winnowing in a moving economy. It's now been a long time since we had a real legitimate bear market, and uh, you and I have talked about it. I have a tendency to kind of write off the uh, uh, that hiccup we had at the beginning of the pandemic so i i date myself back to uh basically oh nine since we had the last really serious bear and uh, okay been there done that but lordy does it hurt when we look at numbers like that right
0: it really does i just ran your number for your nasdaq nasdaq at yesterday's close was down almost 35 <laughs> percent. jeez
1: I remember I didn't like what I saw when I did the math and I didn't remember whether I did it off the close or off an intraday number I saw yesterday the number for the Dow getting down to a bear market territory <laughs> reading my handwriting, I think it's 29, 562, and just looking at the chart yesterday, there seems to be a resistant level on the bluets to the blue chips, because when we start getting close to that, we seem to bounce off of it. It was kind of funny. I was reading a couple, three days ago, and mentioned it on the air. There was a Goldman Sachs economist that was saying, I think we've reached bottom, and things are on their way back up again. It's amazing how I haven't seen many of those pronouncements in the last 24 hours. Have you?
0: Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't seen that at all. I've talked about, I mean, I've seen a lot about, about inflation still. I see a lot of stuff about recession still, but uh, nothing about bouncing right now.
1: Yeah, I think that the uh, prediction of a bounce, that particular economist at Goldman Sachs is currently hiding in a broom closet somewhere. How about you?
0: Yeah, I, I would guess probably so. And, and because he's not talking anymore and none of his counterparts are probably listening either.
1: Yeah, they are going to listen to him for a little while to come anyway. Uh, as things go with the interest rate hikes, probably the single biggest thing, and you and I have been watching it, and every time an indication comes out, we get worried about it, the, uh, what it does to the housing industry with the increase in the interest rates. Uh, Thursday, out from Freddie Mac information, the average rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage rose to 5.78% last week. That's the highest since November of 2008. And it's the largest one-week increase in mortgage rates since way back in 1987. That kind of underscores that notion that we got a lot of people out there that just haven't experienced this uh, upset period like this before.
0: Well, that's true. And and remember, that is the number for people with excellent credit. Um, I, I know that when mortgage numbers were coming out, Oh, a couple, three, four weeks ago, I saw one of the mortgage brokers say, you know, in Highlands County, if you have, you know, normal average credit, you can add about one percent, maybe even one and a half to that.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, you know, you want you want to get five and a half percent today, you're probably looking at needing a seven, a seven, you know, a seven hundred above credit score if you're down in the mid six hundreds, which they consider average. Uh, yeah, you're going to pay more in the process. So buying a home gets more expensive, and that's going to result in a leveling off of prices for home sales. If they don't go down, at the very least, it's a safe bet. Leveling is going to take effect.
0: That's right. We'll definitely see some leveling off because cash buyers uh, or or cash sellers that that don't have any mortgage, when they get paid off and, and get their money, it's going to be less because the guy that had to buy their house had to go get a mortgage. And so that means it'll trickle down to us eventually, where the guy that comes down here from the northeast that that sold his house for got cash money is coming down here. But he's going to have less cash to spend as well.
1: Absolutely. We don't have any early morning data dump information of the federal government this morning. A couple of reports, though, and I think they're going to loom fairly large given the fact that now we're watching for the other shoe to drop, a softening of the labor market. Uh, A little later on today, we're going to get a report on industrial production in the United States and capacity utilization, uh, see whether or not we really are cranking stuff out of the factories at maximum pace and whether or not we're actually producing quantities that are comparable to prior months. I suspect that if there's an unpleasant surprise in that somewhere, uh, we may see an acceleration on our downtick.
0: Oh, we could very well. I mean, there's still so much stuff happening, and yet there's not a lot happening, right? Because we're at the tail end of earnings season. There's just not a lot of economic news left. There's not a lot of earnings news left. So, so the things that we're seeing move the market now are just um, ebbs and flows that, that different traders are seeing and trying to take advantage of.
1: Yeah, it's, it's one of those times where, you know, kind of like we refer to those Federal Reserve, ind- uh, you know, individual bank index numbers. Those are things that mm-hmm. a normally functioning economy will look at and raise their eyebrows and go forward. But a minor report could suddenly mean something. And uh, I suspect, given how consumer driven we are in the economy, that industrial production might loom, be one of those secondary level reports that's going to ro- loom kind of large today.
0: I think any kind of report, even though they're secondary and maybe even um, even less than that, are are things that could move the market just because there's not anything else to move the market. So the traders are looking for anything, economists are looking for anything to talk about, and so these things could be talking points uh, for the day or the the, the couple of days after.
1: And we're at that point where the guys that can move gobs of money around are looking for any indication where they can shift some money into a sector that's likely to get a, a quick gain, because they're obviously worrying about their reports to uh, their shareholders when they come out in these uh, in the mutual fund and the ETFs that are out there. i got to come up with some money and show some growth, so a quick change. And that some of that is precipitated by one of those secondary reports. So days like this, there could be wild changes based upon a report that you and I would normally just blow off as being a, you know, a sidebar story in the morning.
0: But that's so true. That's absolutely true, Dave.
1: I was double checking. Uh, let's see here. Oh, crude oil. It's actually down a little bit this morning. That may help a little bit in the process, but I really don't have a whole heck of a lot else. Is there anything else that's, uh, that we're expecting that could move the market today or early next week? It's a three-day weekend ahead for traders, and that's going to mean that Friday's going to be a time where there's a good chance I'm going to see some money taken off the table at the end of the day today.
0: Yeah, you know, I I haven't seen anything out there drastically. I was looking ahead to next week to see what might be popping up on the um, economic calendar. And the one thing we do have next week on Tuesday, it'll be Tuesday mid-morning, is existing home sales. That number comes out. So that one's going to be important. Again, another gauge in what's happening in the real estate markets. And then, of course, Thursday is Jobs Day. And, um, and Friday, we don't really get anything until mid-morning on Friday. So not a lot of economic news coming out. I mean, we're really, you know, Dave, at the very, very end of the quarter. And so most everything has come out that's going to come out for the quarter. And we just have to, uh, it's kind of what you call the quiet period before the next quarter starts.
1: Yeah, it truly is the doldrum period in terms of economic stuff. Half the federal government employees are on vacation, taking breaks during the year as well this time of the year. So a lot of the stuff that we generally would get out, and the gossip mill stuff that comes out even, runs a little bit later and runs a little bit slower. And then starting on July 1st, all heck breaks loose again when we just start talking about unemployment rates and the like. And again, it was an off day yesterday. I'm looking at some green futures numbers this morning on my delayed quotes that you, I'm assuming you're seeing that as as much as anything bargain hunting more than anything else. I'm not seeing it as being a turn like that Goldman Sachs economist was saying.
0: No, I'm not seeing it as a turn because I'm seeing it dip down. You know, I saw the Dow dip below a hundred. Now it's back up over a hundred. So it's, um, I'm not sure exactly what's trending. It could be some botting fishing thinking that it's time to, to buy a couple household names that are good blue chip companies. Uh, but, um, you just never know what angle the traders are taking.
1: Any indication, one of the things you said some time ago is uh, that one of the first indications of uh, a bear market taking hold is basically when the amateurs pull out, when they, when, they can't, when they can't stand the pain anymore. Have you seen any indication that we've seen that happen yet, or are the I- amateurs still in it for the long haul?
0: You know, at this point, I, I don't think that we have. I mean, we may have seen some things bail out, but we're so used to. Um, we used to is probably not a good word, Dave, but, but we're, we're becoming more normalized to the 800 point swings on the Dow. And so as we become more normalized to that, then, then that's not what gets us out. Right. So now what's it going to take to cause these markets to capitulate and people to start to pull out? it might take a 1,600-point drop on the Dow to really scare somebody into the point that I can't take it anymore, I'm getting out, instead of riding through it. And so no, okay. it's like going to be different this time because we've been here so long that, um, and the swings have become so normal that, that it's, um, it's going to take more for that to happen.
1: That's kind of a scary thought in its own right. Resetting the table for the morning before we get to the futures here. Uh, Again, off day yesterday, almost two and a half percent down on the Dow, three and a quarter percent down on the Standard and Boers, and a full four plus percent down again on the NASDAQ. 45 minutes before we open, we're kind of alluding to it. Uh, Looks like a little green ink this morning. What are we looking at 45 minutes ahead of time?
0: We do have a little green ink coming in this morning. It's not huge, but at least it's green right now. So we got the Dow up four-tenths of a percent. The S&P 500 is up six-tenths, and the NASDAQ 100 is up almost eight-tenths. The big winner today is probably the Russell 2000 right now, up 1.1%. So all the stock indexes and equity indexes look like they're in the green territory right now. Commodities, though, a little different story. We've got silver basically flat right now. We've got gold up about a quarter of a percent. And then we've got crude oil down a little over a half a percent to $16.92 a barrel.
1: Which, believe it or not, that sounds like a pretty good price compared to what we've had for the last few days, doesn't it?
0: It, Yeah, it really does. I'd, I'd still like to see it at 100
1: Yeah, our standards have changed by a little bit. Overseas markets can't really explain why, but the Asian rim, for the most part, was up, and Europe mostly up now, halfway through their trading day. If you're 40 years old, there's one strategy right now that makes some sense. If you're uh, 55, there's a completely different strategy. It takes a little bit of care to be able to thread that needle. Philip, I need help finding out which kind of threading I need to do. How do I get you for an analysis?
0: David, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule our core retirement design. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. at noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning, on Highlands News Talk, 730
1: and 95.3 FM. All righty. And you're going to cover next week while I'm gone. I'll be here on Monday morning to tell everybody what's happening internationally while our markets are shut down. Philip, have a great weekend. We'll catch you soon, all right?
0: All right, buddy, you have a great day.
1: Do appreciate it. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler.
0: Hey, everybody, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, I know it's been a rough week on Wall Street. I hope you have a great weekend. I won't be here Monday, but I will talk to you again on Tuesday. Until then, have a good one.